ignition sequence start. Three, two, one. Lock and load. It's time for the gun rack with your hosts, Joey and Drew. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the gun racks and Desert Institute School of Firearms Technology's official podcast. I'm Josiah Upper. Folks call me Joey. And today we are in the throes of 2023's SHOT Show. And we're pretty excited about it. We're going to get to talk about that some. We've got with us, as always, one Drew Poplin. Drew Poplin, who probably, I think I've said this before, technically should be saying that I'm with him, but it's fine. It's fine. We established Um, a flow. I say we continue on with it. Very well. But we're super excited. Trat Show is a lot of fun. Before we do that, though, we have some shout outs to do. We got Drew's clues and a couple other quick things. Let's get right into it. Who's our shout out for? So this was from YouTube. It was Knight Sergeant Reyes. That was the username. And he said, I love SDI. I just got my gunsmithing degree. Well, so first off, thank you for commenting. Uh, We always love seeing that. Second, congrats on completing the course. And you know, achieving your degree, that's awesome. If you are down, Sergeant Reyes, to talk a little bit about your experience at SDI, please send a message to marketing.sdi.edu, and I'd love to sit down and get to chat with you. Yeah, that would um, be really cool. Yeah, yeah, we always like hearing from our graduates about their experience at SDI. So, let's do some Drew's clues. Last week's answer was the Ghirardini air gun. And uh, Benjamin Folks, we actually had someone write in. It was Benjamin Folks was a winner. So, Benjamin, congratulations. Hopefully you have your shirt arrived. If not, just let us know. But, yeah, this week's clues. This firearm is more known for sharing its name with a famous cartridge. This high-caliber hunting rifle is a single-square bridge Mauser with a 25-inch barrel. Super rare. And in 1907, it was presented to Jim Corbett by the United Providence's Lieutenant Governor. And thanks for dispatching the man-eating tigress of Champawat, which had accounted for a confirmed 436 human deaths. Holy crap. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. I feel like that's a whole nother rabbit hole I want to explore sometimes. Yeah. But what firearm do you think it is? If you think you know. Please comment on YouTube when we post this or send an email to marketing at sdi.edu with your answer. Just put something in the subject head about this is for Drew's clues. And if you're correct, we'll send you a t-shirt. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, that would be awesome. Um, and before we get into shot show, we got one more thing for you guys. And it is, of course, Sonoran Desert Institute itself. SDI, as we call it, is an online school that helps students learn the skills and techniques they will need to be successful in the firearms and unmanned technology industries. SDI is accredited by the Distance Education Accrediting Commission, also known as the DEAC. We love our acronyms here. Currently, we offer two programs in firearms technology, the Associate of Science and Firearms Technology, that's the ASFT, more acronyms, 
and a certificate in firearms technology gunsmithing, CFTG. If you're interested in learning more about our programs and what you can do here at SDI, hop on to sdi.edu. We've also, guys, thank you so much for being understanding last week with us not putting an episode out. Joey, how are you feeling, buddy? Feeling a bit better. I still don't know what it was. It felt like being hungover without any of the fun that would predate being hungover. Hmm. Um, pretty lame. Yeah, I still I don't have any idea what it was. It was just a mild fever and gastric distress for pretty much 72 straight hours. Super weird. But anyway, that's why we're here. I was not doing great. So I even took the day off from uh, my day stuff as well. And I work freelance, which if you work freelance, you, you, that probably should help you how bad it was. We don't get paid time off. Um, all right. Let's talk about SHOT Show 2023. Um, do you want to talk a little bit? I see a note from you about kind of, this is not technically your first one, but it kind of is. Yeah. So when I started working for SDI, I was, it was on a, a contract basis and we started pretty much the first week of January. And so, you know, within a couple of weeks, there was already SHOT Show happening. I remember, to be honest, I those first couple of weeks were relatively easy because everyone was not focused on the new guy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Everyone was it's like, well, through welcome to the team. We have this big thing that we have to have our focus to, so it made sense. And plus, we were launching the, uh, the School of Unmanned Technology as well right around the same time yeah yeah uh, so so it's a crazy time so i feel like this is really my first year being sort of engrossed with shot show and it's pretty cool seeing like the energy and just how excited everyone is for like all the announcements and everything still wish i was there but you know i'm i don't know man i don't know if i could hold out hope that they'll send me one day it might happen i believe we send a team to SHOT Show every year. We do. Um, I work freelance with a couple other gun places, and one of them was like, would you have any interest in doing that? And it was like a week and a half ago. I was like, it is a little late <laughs> right now. But I'd really like to go. I missed out. It's always in Vegas, which is really far from me, and I don't really fly. Uh, so I'd have to, like, plan it out or take a dangerous amount of medication to make it okay. Uh -huh. Um, but I mean, if you can go, you gotta go once, right? Oh, absolutely. My brother-in-law, he keeps asking if there's any way. It's like, hey, do you have any connections to like, you know, get into the show? I'm like, dude, if I had those kind, like, if I could get into the show or get people into the show, I'd be going. But SDI had a booth there last year, I believe. Yeah, I don't know well, if they did this year. Yeah, SDI does have a booth. We've got a nice new booth there. Nice. Um, and so we're definitely there. It's uh, Christian and Steve. Uh, Ooh. From the... I uh, mean, Vegas is returning. Yeah. Well, you know, Shot Show's on his home turf. True, That's, that man loves Las Vegas. <laughs> that that it, It's his territory. He so, mostly is Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. But I'm hoping one of these days that the Gunrack podcast will be big enough that we could... We'll go on our own in our own right. I would say it'd be cool to do a show live from Shaw Show, like oh, really like cool. live audience and everything. That'd be sick. That would be really cool. <laughs> yeah, but uh, 
until that day comes, we're reporting from home as the information funnels in. We're telling you what we're finding out. Uh, and even in that case, I think we still got a couple of cool things to talk about. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Uh, let's talk about some of them now. There's one you and I both mentioned, but you wrote it down first, so I'm going to give it to you. Kind of has to do with something we've talked about a few times from Palmetto State Armory. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know if they were listening to our year in review episode. I would like to think they were listening along. But it was a firearm I mentioned in that episode as being a big fan of. And that was the PSA Rock 5.7. However, I did say, you know, maybe it's a little big for me to consider it as you know, something that I would carry on my person every day, you know, but very, very nice and still something I was considering. Well, they must have been listening because now uh, at Shotja, they announced a Rock 5.7 compact concept gun, which with it being a concept gun, you know, it's future still a little, you know, in the air. Does it exist technically? Yes. Yeah. But, yeah. You know, but it's definitely something I'm keeping my eyes out for. That sort of kicked off a trend, though, because I also noticed that Smith & Wesson released their own 5.7. It was uh, the MMP 5.7. Nice. Very nice. Yeah, so I did. I don't know. In my mind, you know, I've seen you know people talk about the 5.7 cartridge as potentially being something in the same vein as, like, 40 Smith & Wesson, where sort of this niche thing, but it never really takes off. But now with more companies kind of hopping on to the 5.7 train, I don't know, maybe there's something to it. It's just something to monitor for the future. Yeah, uh, no kidding. So I'm stoked about that, uh, mostly because conceptually, the only way I think this gun works for me, outside of enjoying to shoot it, is within the concealed carry context. However, I don't know. I like. PSA enormously, and I enjoyed shooting the Rock 5.7. Um, a, a bottleneck cartridge within a personal defense. So I, I don't know what the use case is for it, but I think it's an interesting gun for sure. And they must be doing well with it in order to branch out like that. I don't think, honestly, long term, the 5.7 is here to stay. Mainstream, anyway. I'm yeah. sure it's going mean, to you know, exist. But now we have Smith & Wesson, PSA, Ruger, and FN, or Fabrique Nationale, I think is their, their full name, putting out a 5.7 product. So maybe I'm wrong. I'll be honest in saying I don't get it. But uh, hey, if it's your thing, it sure is fun to shoot at the range. And uh, yeah, go for it. Yeah, I think the future at least looks brighter than it did, say, a month ago. Yeah, or, no doubt. No There's uh, clearly some part of the market they're tapped into because ever since Ruger did theirs, everybody's scrambling to catch up. Yeah, so that's a pretty good one, I think. Now, here's the one I'm stoked about. You had a, a kind of half bullet point about it, but this is the one I'm freaked about right now. Um, the STG 44 is yeah. getting remade by Palmetto State Armory. Because Palmetto State Armory has figured out their target market pretty well and <laughs> yeah. knows it's a mass of history nerds. 
And so I'm sure you guys know there's a bunch of STG 44 replicas that are in like 22 LR, right? And you can do mm-hmm. like own this classic firearm, but it's not, you know, it's in a it's in a plink, a plink street kind of way. And there's nothing wrong with that at all. But if you want something more than that, STG 44 type rifle from Palmetto State Armory is coming out in um multiple calibers four of them in uh five five six 300 blackout 762 by 39 and almost unbelievably 7.92 curse which i'm pretty sure is the original round it came out in which according to guns.com is possible because prvi partisan ammunition still makes it I wouldn't do that because it's crazy expensive. But if you're just stoked about it, there's an opportunity there. But way more importantly, because I'm only moderately interested in that by itself, but what it does, according to sources, is open a bunch of opportunities for PSA to make replicas of kind of classic historical lines um i know somewhere they named it a new series is it the battlefield line uh which means that all sorts of other cool crap could be coming out of there that's you know it doesn't no one needs to be running around necessarily with stg 44 doing a three-gun event but if you want to have something that's fun to you know take to the range that's in that like you know what i would do to have a reproduction of a tommy gun um and they make them they're just stupid expensive i bet psa could do it cheaper um there's nothing there that's that's backbreakingly expensive same for a uh well m1 carbines are fairly inexpensive but one that's reliable because that's not always a given with with some of the the other manufacturers of them some other big ones fnfal a knockoff of that would be pretty sweet. Knockoff is kind of an unkind word for the effort they're putting in. But uh, PSA is just dialed in to what their customers want. They just are. And they, you know, SDI has done work with them in the past. So I want to be sure that I disclose that too. But I don't have anything to do with that. I interviewed their CEO once. So this is just personal opinion. I just think they're locked in, man, on on what their people want. They have somewhere out there an MP5 knockoff that uh, they're supposed to be an MP5 clone. And I have shot their MP5 clone. I think. I shot some once. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was theirs. Um, and the um, on Reddit, I found a tip that said the PSA coat founder is on ARFCOM and has recently confirmed the MP5 is dead. Maybe I was just shooting the Sentry Arms one. And one Reddit user says the MP5 is not happening. They basically said they can't make one cheaper than what's already on the market. So it seemed pointless. They just did to focus on their ammo production instead. That's just a Reddit user. So like, you know, take that with a grain of salt. But points for trying regardless, I think. I say you mentioned the FAL as being a possibility with them with this battlefield line, you know, sort of opening up to other possibilities. I think it was ESA Arms has a US made FAL. Uh, really? That they were showing off this year at SHOT Show. 
Damn, that's pretty cool. Yeah, you just you saying that made me think of it, so I figure I'd bring it up. Yeah, I love that. That's one of the few guns I've shot at a range day that I don't have that would be like, oh, that's kind of cool. I shot it in full auto, and that is just not a firearm. <laughs> it's just not a firearm that needs to be in full auto. Yeah. You, you got to do it in tight bursts, or you're going to be miserable. The Yeah, I mean, personally, I just don't have enough good things to say about those guys. And I uh, got a lot of love for what they got going on. I think that's enough mm-hmm. for them. Uh, for now, that's, I did want to share that with you guys. That's the huge one for me. There are some other things going on, but that's the takeaway. For sure. Um, that, that was the first one I had listened to pretty much. I didn't find out about the Battlefield line until today, or I yeah. didn't happen to see it, but. Freaks. I do have one more. The Springfield Armory 1911 DS Prodigy in 9mm mm-hmm. Both, I'm certain that there's a group of people that are like really another 1911, and I'm certain there's a bunch of 1911 people that are like really 9mm. But someone like me that likes to own all the designs, I happen to have a 1911 uh, in 45, but is kind of a 9mm uh, main, as to use a gaming term, someone who focuses really in that zone uh, could do pretty well with this. And the capacity is really good. I won't call anything high capacity. So I don't really believe in that as a concept, but to, to quote allforshooters.com, uh, I said the classic single action pistol was built on a forged steel frame combined with a polymer grip module for double stack magazines with a capacity of 17 cartridges, which is pretty solid. It said optional extended mags are also available with a capacity of 20 or 26 rounds. That's pretty darn good. Yeah. yeah. So I could see that being fun for the range. It's probably a little big for concealed carry for most folks. But yeah, really enjoyed that. I thought that was a good lineup. And whether you are a purist or an anti 1911er or what have you, uh, I still bet they sell like crazy. So we got that one too. Yeah. From what I saw, I feel like it was a pretty good, it's been a pretty good shot show for 1911 lovers. Yeah. Um, so what's up with Holosun? Yeah, so another thing I stumbled across today is Holosun is making optics with built-in night vision and thermal imaging. So they're going to have three models, and they don't have official names for it yet, but apparently like they're coming soon. So the first one is going to be a traditional night vision optic, and the other two are thermals, with the one being sort of a standard definition version, and the other one being what they call a quote-unquote high-def thermal. Uh, nice. So I guess like a 4K and a 360p. And the night vision one is going to be around $1,000. The standard thermal is going to be around 1600 and the HD thermal is going to be around uh, $2,300. But uh, they're looking at a Q4 release, you know, so just in time for Christmas. Start stacking your dollar bills now. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, no, I thought it was, I just thought it sounded pretty cool. Yeah, um, I like it. I like it. Now, we know why you guys listen to this podcast. Yeah, if you want just general gun knowledge, you can go to your gun tubers. You can go to your your guns.com for all the standard updates. But here on the gun rack, we're going to bring you stuff that not many people are talking about. It's 
true. They're not talking about it because it already happened and we're just learning about it. Yep. <laughs> or at least in this instance, we are. So, um, Oh, shoot. I didn't even read ahead. Yeah, no, you're done. That's, that's, <laughs> that's just the heart of who we are. Yeah. So uh, I was going to talk about the... Uh, I don't think this is new, but I found out about it because of this year's SHOT Show, so I'm going to count it. Magnum Research's Thundersnub. Uh, I'm not going to spend my, much time on this other than to say I spent a decent amount of time cracking up at the video I saw of it. Long story short, it's a snub nose revolver that's chambered in 4570 government cartridges. Got a three inch barrel with an overall length of 10 inches. Joey, the muzzle flash on this thing, it looks like it looks like the Zar Bomba. Just like if it went off in your hand and your hand was by your face. It's Oof. completely ridiculous and cool. So I just want to mention that. And this is one I don't think a lot of people are going to talk about. Arguably, maybe they shouldn't. But, Joey, I want you to do a favor and cl click on the link in the show notes. Okay. Yeah, this is the Flight Light SCR 300 Blackout Bandito Pistol. Again, it shoots 300 Blackout. Has a Overall weight of about four and a half pounds, an overall length of 21 and a quarter inches, width of two and a quarter inches at its widest point, 10 round detachable magazine, uh, MSRP of 1300. Have you seen the image of this? Yes. It looks so small that I wonder how it could be practicable here's the thing i don't think it is i think it's impractical i think it's ridiculous yeah i think it's cumbersome yeah i kind of hate it woof that's just weird yeah yeah it was maybe the oddest thing i've seen so far and that's why i wanted to mention it because you're probably not going to get a lot of people talking about it and so if you're listening and you're curious about the Bandito pistol, please look it up. It is, again, ridiculous, impractical, cumbersome. And for some strange reason, I want to say I own, I own one. Oh, I don't. I sure don't. I mean, I, if I... That's if the first gun in a minute where I'm like, I could not kill <laughs> No, no, if money was not an issue, if money I, was I not... I still an wouldn't. Issue, I hate it. No, this is one of those that I would want to bring up and, like, you know, if I have my friends over, bring out and be like, look at this bad boy. And it's like, oh, whoa, what is that? It's like, oh, I don't know. But. Yeah, the, um, I would totally get that BFR 4570, which is several years old, according to this YouTube stuff, which is, I didn't realize it was quite that old. They also make a 4570 Derringer, or at least used to, which, woof. That's all I'm going to say about that one. Who, who in the world wants that? I, I badly want a 4570-something. I think that cartridge is so fun. Just need to figure out what in the world that's going to be. I feel like it should be a lever, actually. It's kind of old school. but Ooh. Yeah. 22 Plinkster once let me shoot one of his 4570 lever actions. Really gorgeous. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, that thing kicks. But you know what it kicks? Yeah, well, the perceived recoil <laughs> uh, was 
no worse than a Mosin Nagant without the any kind of butt pad on it. So, um, at least to my my uh, tender shoulder, I did not notice a difference. But that's new versus very very old, obviously. Anyway, that's what we've got for now from Shot Show. If anything new rolls out here uh, in the coming hours or days i think we're probably mostly done with the big announcements we will be sure to tag it into the next podcast um before we sign off though do we have a tales from the range for today yes this one once again is from the highroad.com this was from user air walter and says here is another jewel i remember involving someone who believes that just because they work in a gun store makes them experts there is a shady gun store near where I live. The only gun store I know with a metal detector at the entrance, unarmed employees, and scans your ID whenever you buy something. Oh, weird. Yeah. Anyway, one time I went in there, was a guy working at the knife counter. He was asked a question by a customer about a gun, and he replied, I don't know anything about guns. I just work the knife counter. A month later, he was working the gun counter. And then he had an outlandish claim that Glock submerges all their firearms underwater for a year before they could be sold to test their finish. I asked him if the finish also kept off the algae and particles. I was politely asked him. <sighs> wow. What an experience. Yep. And I know exactly the vibe that he's encapsulating because that crap happens with every. Man, I can't tell you how many times I've been talked down to at mm-hmm. a at a local chain store where someone got picked up behind the counter and wants to patronize people that come up. Yeah. It, and, like, it's just, it's a lot. I mean, after all, we all know Glocks emerges their firearms underwater for at least two years. Yeah, dude. You got to marinate that like wine. Yeah. Um, we're not talking about barefoot here. We're talking about Glock. <laughs> yeah. So you hate to see it. But... You do hate to see it. Next time something like that happens to you, just drop the Ron Swanson I know more than you and and just probably get politely asked to leave. But, you know, it's fine. That's how I feel whenever I go to a McDonald's. Uh, you know, I see one of their fry cooks. I'm like, hey, I was doing this for you. I walked so you could run. Yes. <laughs> know anything out there no. well anyway folks I believe that is our episode today again thank you for being chill with us last week we're glad to have a healthier joey upper with us and we hope you guys are enjoying all the shot show news all the stuff that's trickling in until next time joey you want to take us home yeah for now better than i do oh okay okay hold on <clears throat> now That is the gun rack. Have fun out there. See you at the range. Yeah, that sounded a lot better than I would have done it. (laughs) (laughs) All right, see y'all. Sonoran Desert Institute is an online school accredited by the DEAC. It is headquartered at 1555 West University Drive in Tempe, Arizona. For more information about how you can craft your firearms future, visit sdi.edu.